Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spring is coming. The trees will be lush and green and crawling with bugs. Hi, Rick Weist here for Bartlett Tree Experts. Many pests that were dormant over winter will be emerging soon burrowing through tree bark, sucking essential sap, and munching on the leaves. Other tree diseases that weaken plants and leave them susceptible to pest invaders are also coming. You can trust my friends at Bartlett Tree Experts. The sooner the Bartlett Tree Experts inspect your trees and shrubs, they can begin to improve the health, growth, and appearance of your trees. Bartlett Tree Experts have been caring for trees since 1907. Trust them. To keep your beautifully landscaped yard looking its best. Bartlett Tree Experts, the year-round tree experts, they never take a vacation. Check out their website at Bartlett.com. That's Bartlett with two T's.com. Bartlett.com. I can't believe, as I go down memory lane, enjoy this Fast Break podcast series, that this is episode 44. We've almost done a year's worth of these things. And there are so many great stories in sports when it comes to West Michigan and the fabric that makes up this city that we love in Grand Rapids, wherever you grew up, whether it was Lowell or Rockford or even in the Muskegon along the lakeshore. And that brought me to where we are today as we sit down with the president of the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame, Mark Kimball, who has certainly grown up and dabbled in sports throughout his lifetime. Maybe you know him as part of the Gus Macker crew back in the day on the driveway with Scott and Mitch McNeil as good friends from kindergarten, or I remember him from working with him with the CBA and the Grand Rapids Mackers at the time, and of course he was involved with that, and everything else that is the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame that almost is celebrating its 50-year anniversary. You see the plaques at Van Andel Arena if you walk the hallways, but there's so much more to this and its history, and that's what we've asked Mark to kind of share with us today. Mark, as we bring you in, I know it's a little bit of a sad heart for you and everyone involved with sports, especially the Hall of Fame, as just last month uh, you lost one of the co-founders and original members, Jim Weiss, passing away at the age of 77 due to health complications. And I I know he was a good friend of yours, really the guy that kind of got you involved to where you are today with the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Jim was uh, always just a happy guy. He loved Grand Rapids. He loved sports. And um, he got to know who I was through some of the things you mentioned there, Mackers and CBA and stuff. And he came over one day to, um, to my office and said, hey, I, you know, I want to talk to you about the uh, Hall of Fame, and we do this and we do that, and I'd love to get you involved. And he was just um, a happy, charismatic uh, sports enthusiast that I was – so happy to uh, hitch my wagon to, and uh, you know I served uh, on the board for a few years uh, with Jim, and then at uh, at one point in his career, he decided, hey, uh, Mark, I'd rather have you do more of the work, and I'll do more of the mentoring, and uh, he passed the baton to me uh, to take over the leadership role, 
and uh, just has been a forever great friend. Um, I, I said to uh, his his wife uh, and his family after his passing, I go, hey, my life absolutely is uh, is better because Jim Weiss was my friend. Absolutely. And, you know, I didn't get a chance to know Jim, but it's funny when you go through the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame and just the officers, yourself, Bob Partridge, who I know, and I know he's very uh, valuable when it comes to the volleyball event that you guys do every year. Bob Sack, obviously, I've known pretty much throughout my professional business career with DP Fox, with the Griffins and Rampage, and now obviously what he's done with Cornerstone and with you guys with the college basketball event around Thanksgiving. And it's amazing the intertwining of so many people. You know, we just lost another great one that I know was very influential to the sports world and what he brought here. And I know he was a confidant of yours and and Peter Secchia not too long ago. And if people would know, and you know this, Mark, like we do, behind the scenes, all the people that just wanted sports to be successful in Grand Rapids and try different things and build Van Andel Arena, it is amazing, that group of people, isn't it? It's so much fun. I think that's when we are at our best as a a community. Uh, it seems like, you know, the the third rail or whatever uh, over the last couple of years has been all about politics and become dominating all of the uh, uh, kitchen table conversations or water cooler conversations. But in the world that I um, grew up and in the world that I still uh, try and exist, man, all of our spare time is talked about um, sports and uh, all the great things that go on there. And I think if we would just, uh, uh, as a community, if we put a little bit more energy into uh, talking about our sports heroes, we'd all be in a better mood. When you look at the history of this, and I went back and was doing my research uh, to sit down with you and talk about it, there were so many things I didn't know. And I felt like the public needs to know this, especially our sports fans, and they might not know about the history of the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame. It was established back in 1972. We mentioned Jim was one of those folks uh, that got together and kind of got this thing born. And it was really founded by the Grand Rapids City Commission at that time. And then as the years passed, it almost was abandoned kind of who was that next person and and that's where you and some other people that are very viable come in to what is the modern day Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame that we see because in the early 90s there there was kind of a, a gap period wasn't there where the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame I don't think was known very well and also wasn't as active as you guys are now with events in the community you, you're right I'm, I'm gonna, I didn't mean this but I'm going to make fun of politicians again right my second insult is yeah, kind of the, uh, the government, if you would, created the idea. It came out of a government agency to ha- have a Hall of Fame in, in the 1970s. And surprise, surprise, it ran out of money. <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, and really, uh, they, they boxed everything up at, uh, Welsh Arena, put it in a, um, a, an old closet somewhere. And it really set empty and, uh, unfunded from 1976 to 1996. So in that, in that dark period, right, just nothing happened. There was there was no staff, there was no funding, uh, and, and so it, it sat on the sideline. And then uh, uh, Jim and his crew said, uh, enough is enough in 1990, and then a bunch of, uh, of local uh, patriarchs uh, stepped up, funded the organization, and since 1996, we have been uh, charging ahead full steam, uh, recognizing and talking about the wonderful world of sports. And as Van Andel Arena was born, 
there was the perfect home for it, right where it is now housed. And talk a little bit about the different intricacies of the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame, because I think people will go to an event there or maybe you go to a concert and you see the different plaques and maybe you read a few of them just like you're used to at a Hall of Fame. But there's so much more with touchscreens and history and memorabilia uh, that is there, along with your website, which is a great resource. I recommend a lot of people, and that's GRS. HOF for Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame.com with all of the history and all of the just under 170 now inductees yeah. that have been put in. That's an amazing number. Right, man. If you're a sports enthusiast, um, it is uh, it's some great reading. And there's, there's so many powerful stories. We have a really famous guy uh, that was a part of the class of 1972, but he's famous for a funny reason. Um, you know, one of the all-time great sports icons in America is Lou Gehrig, right? right. Um, uh, Lou Gehrig for the Yankees. And if you ask this trivia question, uh, remember there was a, a, a starting first baseman for the Yankees who was really a good player. And uh, one day he got, I don't remember, it was injured or sick and he couldn't play. So this young kid named Lou Gehrig gets a chance to play. And do you know the name of the guy who uh, he replaced? I believe it's Mr. Pip. It's Wally Pip, right? That yeah. was um, uh, it's always a famous line for those of us who you know are a little older. We grew up in the golden age of uh, baseball. I always knew it was Wally Pip. I knew that name, but I didn't know the person. Wally Pip was a phenomenal baseball player, and he's a kid from Grand Rapids. Yeah. So our um, it, it, it was just. Uh, the first time I realized that, I got really excited about that story. So I think those are the kinds of uh, a walk down memory lanes that you can get uh, by digging into some of the um, uh, inductees into our Hall of Fame. You know what I love, Mark, and I was thinking about this I was going through, is how you recognize teams, and they have kind of a category, and how you've recognized events or just phenomenons in sports that have happened that have been based right here. For instance, the history of what was, as you knew it, and I knew it, the old Kent Riverbank run when it started, to the Fifth Third Riverbank run and Greg Meyer and what he's meant to this and how we're a world-class, really, racing community with all the events that we have, but that's obviously the biggest symbol of that. We talked about Gus Macker and your relationship with those guys. I mean, Sports Illustrated was coming to cover the, the TV coverage you guys got. And this started from just, you know, buddies that had a driveway tournament to what was it? I think uh, the last check on the records in the Hall of Fame over, what, two or three million people have now played in a Gus Macker tournament. It just blows you away. Yeah. It, 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 I think it speaks to the power of sports and how, how much uh, we all just love the idea of, uh, having fun, playing a game, competing, being our best. And, um, yeah, uh, th- those are two great examples uh, in uh, the, the, the world of running, how the Riverbank run was so impactful, and to see the streets just pouring runners uh, into that race is a, a phenomenal experience. And then, uh, yeah, what, uh, what happened with us as kids out in Lowell with the game of basketball is just so much fun. And, um, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it, I, I think it is the, um, the best in life is when you have a chance to, 
play a game and compete and you uh, can experience the thrill of victory. Uh, for, unfortunately for me, I was way more into that agony of defeat. But <laughs> chasing, uh, chasing the thrill of victory was, is so powerful. He's been involved in the process now for 20 years running, but he is the president currently of the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame. Proud to be that. Mark Kimball is our guest on this week's edition of the Fast Break Podcast Series. It's presented by Grand Rapids Community College as we're going down memory lane here. And the other thing that I think you and the Board of Trustees have done a great job as the keepers of who gets inducted and trying to recognize everybody from amateur athletics to officials and everything else professionally, what people have done and accomplished going through, is the sports that stand out that people might not realize had a lot of heritage in this West Michigan area. There are three to me that really stand out. Baseball, because I remember before the Whitecaps going to Sullivan's games at Old Valley Field, my dad taking me there, and the talent that you would see with Bob Sullivan, just a local business guy that was a Major League Baseball scout and put a group of guys together in the summer, and it was amazing. Boxing is another one, as you know. You have a lot of boxing inductees. And then the third one that people forget about but out on the lakeshore all you have to do is drive by what was the old factory back in the day is the bowling community and professional bowling with brunswick being right here in our backyard great stories uh in in each of those arenas yeah the 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 names of major leaguers that played for the sullivans uh legendary you know there's some some great stories about the time that uh, Mickey Stanley would spend with them or Kirk Gibson or uh, just so many uh, uh, great names that that, that that was a really part of the fabric of uh, West Michigan sports for so long. What, uh, what Bob had, uh, had done with the, with the Sullivans and yeah, it's just, it's so um, powerful, the connectivity between a sports and communities that it um, it's just it's fun uh, to to be engaged in it. One of the things that I think is interesting is we come up at the end of another nomination period. And if people don't know, March 31st is the deadline. If you go to the website, there is a nomination form there, and it takes you through step-by-step what you need to do with Mark and the folks there and get those nominations in and, and fill that information out so they can look it over and kind of do what they need to do on the investigation side. But take us through how you guys set up the criteria for consideration. And one of the cool things is, if you're out there listening to this right now, anyone in the public can nominate someone for consideration, right? Absolutely. And I think we, uh, we, we find a lot of diamonds in that uh, process. Um, uh, you, you know, the, every, everybody kind of knows who the guys that make it to the uh, NFL or make it to uh, Major League Baseball or uh, when there's, uh, you, you know, Lloyd Vaught or Steve Scheffler get to the NBA. We all know those. Uh, stories, but there are some stories of just dramatic um, success in the world of sports that uh, that somehow we miss. So whether it's in bowling or wrestling or um, I- I- any other sport, it's just so much fun to uh, uh, kind of hear those stories. I think um, uh, uh, back in uh, 2008, um, we met uh, Fred Johnson. Uh, who was uh, a track and field uh, phenomenon uh, in his youth? I think in nineteen eight, uh, in two thousand eight, excuse me, 
if I remember correctly, Fred Johnson was like 84 years old when we inducted him. And um, he just had a fabulous career, and he was the star of that induction ceremony. He won uh, a track championship after track championship uh, in high school. Um, he, he went to uh, uh, Michigan State and won a whole bunch of track records there. He, he was just a, a phenomenal person and a phenomenal success. Um, you know, back from the uh, 1950s. And so with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That came to us. Fred's uh, nomination came to us uh, uh, from some uh, uh, colleagues of his. So that's a a shining example of us uh, uncovering a diamond through the public nominating process. And there's two online ways you can find out more, plus read the great stories, go down memory lane if you'd like to, and that is through their Facebook page, Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame, you can look it up, or grshof.com, that's grshof.com, you'll see the different folks that work with Mark as far as the staff is concerned, their board of trustees, how to nominate, and then the other part of this that I think is where you guys have done a nice job of taking it to the next level under your leadership, Mark, and it's something that you've valued ever since I've known you, is what is our mission? It's nice to have the plaques. It's nice to have everything up there and recognize people, but what is our mission going forward? How can we help nurture young athletes in sports and maybe aspire to be a member of the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame or serve on the Board of Trustees? And you guys have just a plethora of events that you do in all different things, including an economic symposium that annually, once we get out of COVID-19, we'll be back in action. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. We are, we are looking forward to uh, getting back in game shape and, and having a few uh, events. I'll connect to uh, two uh, dots there. Uh, yeah, we, we, we love sport. We think people's lives are better when they're involved in sports. And in particular, we believe that kids need to be involved in sports. So yes. we have identified our, our major benefactor for the last couple of years, and I hope for many years going forward, a great sport, great kids is an organization that uh, is kind of in the uh, Grand Rapids public school system. And that's where we're pouring our energy into. Uh, we've been doing that for many, many years. And I'll tell you, one kid who, as a middle schooler, participated in the forerunner of that organization, Great Sports, Great Kids, a kid by the name of David Harris. Yeah. David Harris, uh, you know, a star football player in high school, goes to the University of Michigan, uh, uh, just plays uh, his tail off, gets a chance to go to the NFL, plays for the New York Jets. And um, it, David got inducted a few years ago. I, I don't remember what year, but he, he just, he leaves such an impression uh, when you have a chance to interact with him. And, and it's the greatest story to, to see that young man's life who was impacted by 
the local community, making sure that he had a chance to participate in athletics as a kid. And then he got all the way through a, a wonderfully successful career. And he's a better person than he ever was a football player. And, and um, I just like to hold him up as the ultimate example of what uh, kind of impact sports can have on a person's life. David and his family are just so powerful. Um, I, I'd encourage you, uh, episode 45, talk to David Harris. It's well worth the conversation. Well, and that's the thing. You guys have given me so many ideas. I was talking about that with Bob Sachs. Some I've already done, yeah. but stories to do. And haven't you found, too, as the president of the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame, when people go through the induction ceremony or even get recognized, they're so flattered, but you also have a friend and a pillar for life when it comes to the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame. Because a lot of these people, what stands out to me most if I know them or I've worked with them or I've covered them is they want to help. They want to give back. They appreciate this place we call Grand Rapids where they've come from. Oh, uh, that is, it's so true. And uh, I know David is heavily involved in the great sports, great kids, uh, as are many of the people. Uh, um, again, you, you get a, a little bit older and now you remember when people were young. So, uh, you know, like Matt Steginga, when he was going through uh, all the school stuff and then he becomes a star on the national stage and then he comes back and he's involved in projects around here. Um, you, you know, there's just example after example after example of uh, guys who, who love to uh, to give back. You know, the other thing, too, that I don't want to fail to mention because we're in a critical crisis right now. You know this, Mark, to be true. Right now we sit down is I love how many officials that you guys have honored. Folks, we couldn't have sports locally at all levels without the people that sacrifice to be officials, whether it's they're leaving from their day job a little bit early because these games start, especially for baseball. Um, My dad was an official. I've officiated a little bit. My father-in-law was an official. And the officials, like a Ted Hillary that you have recognized, boy, what an impact they have. And they do it for the love of the kids. And Ted was able to do it at the highest level, you know, a college basketball national guy, the Paganelli family is another example doing Super Bowls but that's impressive to me and especially as we try to foster that next group of young officials out there that we really need right now for for high school sports in all levels yeah it's um it, we, we really had a phenomenal uh, level of national success for officiating um, yeah we, 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 we love our officials uh, every once in a while when we get together we just uh, um, you, you know, we, we encourage everybody to boo Ted Hillary so he just doesn't uh, <laughs> feel – we want him to feel – stay in game shape. Right, um, right. So uh, it, it's uh, – the officials are fun. They're great. The Paganelli family is uh, uh, a kind of cornerstone group in that, uh, in, in that area, and, and we have great fun with them. The other um, fun subject that I, I wanted to make sure that we touch on is um, women's sports. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So many uh, uh, fun stories about women's sports, and, and of course, you know they they didn't have the kind of um, athletic opportunities when they were little uh, little kids uh, like the boys did. Uh, we you know inducted a, a whole bunch that have great stories and were powerful uh, lives. Uh, Margot Yonker, who has uh, been a long time successful uh, coach at Central Michigan, and she grew up. 
and she she loves sports, but there weren't sports when she was in high school, so she she couldn't uh, couldn't play him. I think of uh, just the, some of the, the great ones, uh, Kathy Grikorski, who was a, a phenomenal West Catholic uh, girls basketball, and she went to Aquinas. Carly Hoffman, who played for Team USA, our uh, our Grand Rapids Chicks, uh, right, really kind of before their time uh, almost. Uh, uh, they were the most powerful, impactful team. Uh, probably uh, they rank right up there with fifth, third, and Gus Macker as being uh, uh, local legends. Uh, Katie Feenstra, the phenomenal uh, women's basketball player. I mean, there's, there's been so many great um, women's sports, and I look forward with great anticipation uh, to the time that we can start recognizing some new sport. One area that uh, we have never inducted a um, a, a person uh, into the Hall of Fame is for the game of soccer, right? Such a what a what a phenomenal worldwide game that is. But in America, and specifically in West Michigan, right? You know, soccer has not been um, a, a big time uh, sport for that long. And so I look forward to there's some, you know, there's some young women who have had uh, great careers in um, high school and college that are absolutely going to be first ballot inductees. But those kids are still only 28 or 29 years old. So we'll probably make them wait just a little bit longer. <laughs> um, but, but but that um, surge of new athletes are, uh, are are coming to the forefront for our consideration. His name is Mark Kimball. He is the president of the Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame. And uh, like he said to me, greatest job that he has. If you love sports, he's like uh, the kid in the candy store, uh, living out the dreams with these great stories and honoring these great folks. And Mark, as I mentioned at the start, for those people who are just tuning in to the end of this, uh, the induction process took a rest last year because of COVID-19 with the pandemic. There was no induction ceremony. Uh, there were no nominations. And so those are kind of put into this one. And the 2021 nomination process is coming up. March 31st is the deadline to be considered for the 2021 class. Now, if a nomination comes in after that, it'll go into next year's class of consideration. But take us through the process of when you guys kind of narrow things down, what has to happen for someone who is nominated to become an inductee? We start with, uh, we probably have about 100 uh, to 130 names that are um, on our list of people who have been nominated in the last uh, three or four years who have not uh, quite reached uh, enough support to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And sometimes those are people who, uh, like I mentioned with the, a couple of uh, girls soccer players, they're, they're 28 years old. And uh, so you, you think, wow, that's awful young to put somebody in the Hall of Fame. So you just kind of kick that down the road and make them wait a little longer. Or you get uh, maybe an athlete like um, uh, Jared Valdir, who you're thinking, oh, yeah, we should put him in the Hall of Fame. He's now retired. Then uh he gets a call and he gets off the couch and he goes plays in a in a playoff game. Right. Um, <laughs> so so you know you got to make every time he goes back he's you got to wait a little bit longer. But what happens is we've got that list of a, a, a of a hundred hundred and thirty and somewhere in that range uh, that that we we'll probably we probably receive I'd say at least fifteen to twenty new names every year, and uh, you know we do our research. We've got a couple of uh, 
uh, people on staff uh, that, that have great history in the in the sports world, and uh, we put together the bios, and then we we just kind of as a board go over those, and we probably spend uh, the better part of two or three months looking at all of the names and then ranking them, and uh, uh, you know trying to come up with the best class possible, and then ultimately we we. Uh, we, we put it on the ballot, and you've got to receive uh, 75% of the votes uh, of the board of directors in order to be inducted. And um, uh, it, it is not uncommon that maybe the first year somebody would get uh, a 50%, and the next year they would get to uh, 65%, and then it would take a third year to get um, over the hump. I think we see those same kinds of things happening in the National Hall of Fame that uh, that we follow in uh, uh, baseball or football. It is a fun process. I'm lucky enough to have a vote and be on a committee for the Whitecaps Hall of Fame that they do for their players and former players. And you're right. I mean, you've got to have the criteria. You've got to go through the process. Many times we'll see guys that kind of sit on that nomination level but then never get the call or never get the percentage of vote that's needed. And it's kind of neat for people to understand that process and how it goes. And you guys have done a phenomenal job with it, Mark. It really is. If you grew up in this area, just a a plethora of history and great people and stuff that I had no idea about. When you talk about some of the older folks before I was born, you might have heard stories, but to see them in real life and see their bios and and see their plaques at Van Allen Arena, you guys have to be so proud what you've accomplished over almost now a 50-year process. Yeah, the, the, the love of sports uh, doesn't dim with age. <laughs> just, your, just your ability to play them anymore right. kind of evaporates. But, but you can easily see the twinkle in the eye of those young athletes that uh, they know they're getting some, to do something that is, uh, is really special and to watch some of them uh, just succeed at, uh, at uh, local regional and national levels is is so much fun and then to be able to reward them at the end of their journey with an induction into the hall of fame it just is uh it's a wonderful opportunity that i'm uh, uh, remarkably grateful for mark it's great to catch up with you and i wanted to end with this so we know the nomination process ends march 31st if you guys get back to your normal timeline when do you expect to announce the 2021 class yeah, we're, we're we're very hopeful. All of this is, you know, subject to um, how things go in our community with the, dealing with the with with COVID. But our, our hope would be uh, that we would be able to announce a class in, in early June, and that we would have an induction ceremony in late summer, early fall. And, and I think we've kind of decided as an organization that we. Uh, we definitely are going to have an induction this year. If it has to be done uh, uh, remotely, um, we'll, we'll figure out a way to work with the media and with you know new technology, and, and we're going to make it happen. We just don't feel like we want to sit on the sidelines for uh, for another year without recognizing the, the star athletes of our community. So we're we're, we're committed to having a, a ceremony this. Uh, Uh, late summer, uh, early fall. 
To find out more, if you want to get involved as well, maybe as a volunteer with one of their great events I talked about, like their Hall of Fame Golf Classic or their Economic Symposium and Track and Field Classic, as those things start back up, hopefully in 2021, it's all right there. For more information, you can contact Mark and his staff at grshof.com is the website, or as I mentioned, their great Grand Rapids Sports Hall of Fame Facebook page as well. Hey, we all are getting older, Mark. We admit that, but I know you've still got game in the driveway. Thank you so much. It was Good catching up with you, partner. All right. Thanks, Brett. The Fast Break Podcast Series is being brought to you by Grand Rapids Community College. Fit college into your busy life with weekend, evening, and seven-week classes at GRCC. You can visit grcc.edu slash apply today. This is GRCC President Bill Pink, and I can't wait to see you at Grand Rapids Community College this fall. Again, visit grcc.edu slash apply today. You'll be able to learn why GRCC is West Michigan's best choice. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.